0: Hi everyone it's michelle from studio city now and my guest today is actor and filmmaker harley Wallen. did i pronounce it right
1: that is correct
0: thank you so much for joining me we've been trying to do this for a while
1: yeah i know we've uh, we've been uh, playing hide and seek a little bit here but uh, i'm happy that we could finally get this together
0: me too i mean i think your son was sick, and I was sick, and...
1: It's been uh, one thing after another. I think you had some jury duty, and then we had our uh, week when when uh, we were dealing with the release or not the signing of the other film. So, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty hectic uh, on my end, and I know yours, too.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I'm grateful for the work. Yes. Yeah, it's like I technically should be retired. Yeah. But if I was retired, I would be sitting on the couch... Eating bonbons be this wide, you can't see
1: it, <laughs> and be bored. Yeah, because you, you're itching to do stuff.
0: Exactly, because you can only yeah. clean so many closets.
1: Yep, yep. I'm the same way. I always say I don't take any of this for granted, and and uh, I don't expect there to be something tomorrow. So I'm always waking up excited that it's still, it's all still working and going really, really well. And I just, I'm gonna ride the wave for as long as it's there because to me doing what you love is just never gonna be work.
0: Exactly. I'm actually filming Friday. Oh cool. And yeah. And they made changes to the script and I'm like, doesn't affect me. I'm an extra. No. <laughs> oh. But yeah, well that, for that. that
1: that makes it easy on you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was reading your bio. Yes. And like as we said earlier, you started as a martial artist. Yeah. That is incredible.
1: Yeah, I, my, uh, I tried a lot of sports and I just didn't find a happy place in a lot of them. And my parents put me in judo when I was seven. And I don't know what it was. I just fell in love with it right away. And, and it was funny, too, because I wasn't particularly good in the beginning. Uh, and I think when you're not great when you start, you really appreciate it later on because you've already been there, you've already struggled. So I, I had a lot of friends that were very uh, naturally athletic at a young age and and they were significantly better than me. And then I would catch up and I would start beating them and they, they couldn't handle it. On my uh, side, uh, a, a win, I would be happy and a loss I would learn from. So for me, it was always positive no matter what
0: happened. Well, I had said I'd taken Croft but what I find with any type of martial arts, it gives you confidence.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's one of them things just to know that you can handle yourself allows you not to have to walk looking over your shoulder at the same way that normal people do. And, and, and it's not that you ever want to beat somebody up. It's just nice knowing that if you ever end up in a position where you have to Uh,
0: You'll be just fine. One of the things in Croft, because that's pretty much a killing sport, Mm -hmm. they said, defuse the situation, get out of dodge.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Any good fighter I've ever known would prefer not to fight because we fight in the gym all the time. And we know the costs because we've seen somebody that didn't tap in time and the arm ripped or uh, an ankle popped or or any of those things. I've seen people that checked a leg kick and broke a shin. I, I, I mean, that happens. I've seen orbitals break. I, I, I've been there for it all. So we know the cost. So we will avoid fighting anytime we can. But but it's also that enough is enough and I will not let somebody put their hands on me either.
0: Me too. Me too. And um, unfortunately, because of the past couple of years, we have a high incidence of homelessness. Yes. And, um, you know, even though I know I can defend myself, Mm-hmm. if I see oh, I think now they're calling them unhoused
1: mm-hmm.
0: homeless person as I'm walking my dog in front of me I cross the street I don't even want to engage
1: yeah no it's smarter yeah. it's smarter it's it's what Bruce Lee would have said the art of fighting without fighting
0: exactly but you took judo and
1: taekwondo and then I went into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu so uh, I I've, I've and I've spent some time with karate I've I've played w- with some of the kung fu in my days as well but, but my my happy place is definitely judo jujitsu, jitsu and probably uh, kickboxing uh that combination is is mostly me I spent uh, some years in the cage as well so
0: uh Oh you did so that MMA was-
1: yeah, yeah, I did. I still call the action for uh, WXC, and we uh, we do fights on UFC Fight Pass called Warrior Wednesday, and I, I do commentary for them. Wow, yeah, my neighbor. How about is- that?
0: Me too. Of course, I can't spell Wednesday, but that's okay. <laughs> my neighbor um, is a, uh, he does MMA. I've seen some of his matches, because mm-hmm. he'll put them up on YouTube and send me a link. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty in, in, intense. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. But it's like the new boxing, I guess. It is. And, uh, and ultimately
1: I do think there is going to be less long-term damage from MMA because the small gloves and, and, and there's no referee and doing eight counts and that stuff, because that that's, that's crazy when you think about it, because if you get hit and you go down and you get back up, you likely have a pretty good concussion and then they let you take more damage. That's insane. In MMA, if you get hit and you go down, that guy's going to follow you down and hit you again. And it's going to be over. So, so in MMA, you don't take that additional abuse and you get hit with smaller, lighter gloves. So it's a little easier to go, to go night, night. It's also a little harder to throw super hard strikes because your, has, your hands are very, very fast without that big poofy boxing glove up.
0: Well, look at, if you remember Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he um he had Parkinson's and that was from all the hits he took.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it makes perfect. I mean, I don't think any concussions are good and I know I've had, uh, I'm probably at the place where I max out because I've been doing this my whole life. But but I think at, at the very least, the uh, MMA... Being less concussive than than boxing, pretty sure of that. And also, you know, the the fact that you can end things with grappling means there are some fights where opponents don't take any damage at all.
0: That's what my instructor has told me. Mm-hmm. But on to dancing, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> you were on a show called I don't even know if I can pronounce it, Solstalana
1: yeah, it's a Swedish uh, cult TV show, and it was actually it's a huge hit. They still do reruns of it, and uh, yeah, I was on the the first season of that, and and that was pretty special to uh, to get to hang out and, and play. And I was brought on originally because I had my background as a, as a break dancer and uh, and hip hop, so uh, so I was brought in for that because we had musical guests, and. Uh, and instead of hiring actors for one liners and two liners they would ask us if we wanted it and they would give us the opportunity at a little bit better pay and and to get credited and when you start hanging out with actors and learn about the different processes you can't help but to get fascinated so i started uh, with an acting coach i started studying stanislavski and and really digging into it and uh, you know i remember uh, the Every actor gets the the you know, an actor prepares book and reads it. and and I was mm-hmm. really, really giddy. and I, I I've loved it ever since. And I've studied um, you know every path to uh, to the promised land. Uh, you know, I'm a Lee Meisner guy myself, but uh, uh, or a sent for Meisner, sorry uh, guy myself, but uh, but I like Lee Strasberg and I like you know, there are lots of other. Good, good acting coaches and good theories uh, out there. So it's a fascinating thing, uh, acting, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I actually studied Meisner, and I went to Stella Adler. Yes,
1: yeah, Stella's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. But what I learned, I gained a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, me personally. I'm not out to be the next Sophia Loren. Mm-hmm. You know my age, maybe. I I, I don't, but uh, but
1: we. I, there has to be roles for everyone. I, I mean, I, one of my favorite movies is called misery and it's James Conn and, 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 uh, and Dolores Claiborne, I mean, uh, or, uh, uh, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates. Yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, not neither <laughs> one of them is going to be winning any supermodels. It, it, it is, uh, it is, uh, it acting, we, we have to portray everyone. So, uh, So I don't, I don't care how young or how old you are. I think you just got to have the love for acting in you and, and, uh, and pursue it.
0: And what a lot of people don't realize, because I, well, I don't talk to her anymore. I used to have a friend. (laughs) (laughs) who she actually sued me under an ADA claim. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. She lost, but, um, She says, well, all you do is just talk. That's not what you do.
1: No. Uh, The people that that think that memorizing lines is the hardest part, it's not. The lines are not the hardest part. It's the character. Because you have to be a full-fledged human being that makes decisions, thinks like, acts like, walks like, breathes like, thinks like the character for you to be believable on screen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I did a telenovela, which are hysterically funny. And I got to Shatner. And I loved it. Oh my God, that's <laughs> funny. But back to wow. you. <laughs> so you left um Stockholm, was it? Or Malmo,
1: all the way, uh, it's all the way down south in Sweden, across from uh, Copenhagen. Uh, so yeah, big time Where'd southern. You- where it's cold yes it is
0: and you're in Michigan where it's cold
1: yes indeed yeah and- it's uh right now we are, we are we actually had a warm day today and uh and uh no snow on the ground or anything so uh that has been that has been pre- pretty awesome uh, it's been a pretty mild winter so far
0: now when did you come out to the U.S.
1: I moved here I was young I was here I moved here in 95 and uh and uh went to pursue my dreams of acting and uh and uh that was uh that was it
0: okay so you moved out here did you move to hollywood or did you go straight to where you are now well i moved straight to
1: michigan but i had been going back and forth quite a few times uh, between miami and sweden and new york and sweden and michigan and sweden uh and i found uh Really good agent in Chicago, really good agent in Toronto, and uh, I had the visa to stay in America, so so I moved to Michigan because I was right in the middle, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so I have Chicago and Toronto within reach, and uh, at the time I went to one big audition in New York for God, what was it called? it was Emilio Estevez ended up getting cast for the role. It was an indie film originally. And uh, and he ended up coming in and they changed the cast. But uh, I remember going into that casting call and I felt like there were seven other guys in the room that literally looked just like me, which is creepy. But when you get to the big markets and they're looking for a specific style, it's weird walking into an audition because if they say, hey, we want a blonde guy with some scruff, blue uh, blue eyes, 5'10", and 190 pounds. And then you walk in and you're like, everybody looks like you. And uh, and that makes you really realize what it takes to separate yourself from all of them.
0: So of us got it, but yeah. you've been doing other things. You did, um, I'm reading your bio.
1: Oh, cool. Which
0: I've read yeah. a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I think the The biggest thing that I got when I came uh, came here early on was probably that I did a hockey night in Canada commercial, and then uh, I did some indie stuff. And then my my biggest credit at the time was for Batman versus Superman, uh, which was a lot of fun. But then they snipped my lines, so I wasn't as excited anymore because I ended up on the editing uh, on the editing floor. But I, as a filmmaker now, I understand how that works. It's not something that you can control a lot. Uh, you know, I'm in the process right now of of finalizing a film, and my rough cut was two hours and five minutes, and and I needed to get it down to an under an hour forty. So that means that's that's what has to happen because you have to get it down to a to a good running time that that people will will put up with.
0: Yeah, for me, ninety minutes, and I'm done.
1: Yeah. 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 I'll do an hour 40. Uh, it has to be something pretty amazing for me to, to, to go to a two hour movie. It has to be something that a lot of people say this is fantastic. Um, You know, I'll watch, you know, a Tarantino movie for two hours, but I'm not taking a chance on an indie film for that's two hours long.
0: Well, I go to a lot of the film festivals and mm-hmm. um if it's more than 15 minutes, I'm gone. Cause it's an indie.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, your kitty's in the back.
1: Oh yeah they they like hanging out.
0: I love it. Okay yeah. so you know you've done like a ton of movies. Yes
1: yeah, sh- between short films, TV series and uh and uh, and films I've I've kept pretty busy. Been blessed. What TV series have you done? Well so I did Homicide Hunter Lieutenant uh, Kenda uh, on ID Network. I played one of the head detectives for a few cases. I have my own TV series called Tale of Tales. Uh, that's that's actually currently, and that's been trending on Tubi since probably December 27th, which is cool.
0: I'm going to have to look at it. I have yeah.
1: Tubi. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I think everybody should get Tubi because it's free. So it's kind of hard to argue with.
0: Well, I disconnected cable. So I found, because I was watching the same Me stuff. Too.
1: Yeah. 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 I, we we literally, we watched, I think, Tubi and Voodoo probably more than just about anything else. So I'm pretty excited, both of my, or all of my films are on both of those channels. And the only couple of films that are not on there, I have are on Roku and that's another free outlet. So I'm, I'm excited that we're streaming and we're getting a lot, a lot of views. My new film, Ash and Bone that came out in October, I just found out that we hit over a million views in November alone. Uh, on two different outlets uh, with our film, Ash and Bone, which is pretty amazing for an indie film.
0: I actually heard of that, oh, cool. um, I have Roku.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. it's trending on Roku, I think uh, three or four times before the new year, so yeah.
0: Yeah, now yeah. I'm gonna have to see it.
1: Yeah, it's, check it you out. Know, it's we, like we, I
0: turn on the TV, oh, there's nothing on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hard part with the new system is you have to find things uh, and um, you know, if if you're if you are if you get preferential treatment and placement, you're very easy to find. But if you're not, I think about like uh, you know, we have a, a few films that are in the most watched category on Voodoo or or most popular on Tubi, and those get all the views. But I have other films that are just as good, uh, but they have to catch the algorithm, and the trend has to happen at the same time. Otherwise, you have to really dig for them. And, you know, Voodoo has 200,000 titles and uh, and uh, Tubi has 40,000. So there's a lot of stuff competing for attention out there.
0: You know, I go to it and I put a search. Yeah. I'll say mystery films. Yeah. Or, you know, I love, um, <laughs> you're going to laugh, I love the old dragnet because it's so tongue in cheek.
1: Yeah. Definitely has a place. I like. Uh, I think those things. I haven't made a film in that in that style, uh, but I love that stuff. I do. Me too. And film noir. Yes, so, indeed.
0: So let's see. You Me moved too. from Sweden, got to Michigan. Now, when you film, I mean, do you go on location or do you film local or?
1: Most things we find locations within Michigan because we have really, really good connections. Uh, so we can get we just shot a a true story domestic violence film uh, that was uh, featured on uh, uh, it was on uh, Inside Evil uh, and they had an episode and, and this woman barely survived and I acquired the rights we shot the film and we're in late stages of editing right now but we shot that one all on on location in Michigan uh but we 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 go kind of all over whatever the whatever the film calls for
0: yeah no uh domestic violence um I've actually interviewed people uh women who are fighting against obviously against domestic violence Mm -hmm. but bringing more awareness to it because even Mm -hmm. 20 years ago yeah you know it was like You'd call mine one, well, what did you do to upset him? I'm sorry. Yep,
1: yep. yep. And and I'll tell you, the, the funny thing is, in preparation, well, I, first of all, I should say, I grew up in a household with domestic violence. So uh, it was a really good story for me to tell because I grew up and I never talked about it. So the only people who know were the very close circle and we just pretended everything was fine. And, uh, and th- th- that's definitely something that, that scars you and then when you pretend it doesn't exist and then you hear about people that stand up and then you hear about people that, that that tell you the statistics one of three women will be assaulted by an intimate lover in their lifetime that's not acceptable we should not be accept like we should there should be uh there should be a uh, not a riot but there should be something needs to happen it cannot go on Uh, One of seven men get assaulted by an intimate lover. So when you start looking at the numbers, we we pretend to be more civilized than what we are. And and Mm -hmm. this has to be tackled. So that's why I really wanted to to tackle that subject matter, because we got to get better. We got to get we can't can't punch people when they don't agree with us or when we can't control them or whatever it may be. We need to learn to communicate and compromise and educate so that these things don't happen.
0: Yeah. I had an alcoholic abusive father and a Mm. mother who liked to antagonize him. Mm. So I know what you, unfortunately, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the movie, The Burning Bed? No, I have not. It's over 30 years old starring Farrah Fawcett. Okay. When you have two hours.
1: Okay. It's. The Burning Bed. The okay. Burning
0: Bed. Yeah, if I find the link on YouTube.
1: Yeah, shoot me an email. That's perfect. I will. Yeah, thank you. Because it does
0: talk about domestic violence 50 years ago.
1: Well, it's wild even to look back 20 years ago, Sean Connery, who we all thought was great guy, and he was talking about how you smack them around when they don't. And I was like, like, what did he just say? Um hmm and- and it, because it was the norm uh, and it was uh, controlling and keep them in check and make sure they don't act out and all the crazy things that you would hear and it was somehow okay it was okay to hit your wife it was okay to hit your kids and it was okay to just and 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 i just can't believe that just you know a couple of decades ago most of those things were okay
0: well if you look at the commercials mainly the print ads i saw one from late 50s early 60s and it's got a woman over her husband's knee it looks like he's going to smack her and wow. um, the caption was did she burn the dinner again or something really ridiculous
1: wow. yeah see that's 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 messed up but thank god that we're making progress with all these things whether it's racial relations or or uh or human relations in general i just I'm happy that we're uh, becoming a little bit more inclusive in our daily life with people and we don't force people to be like us.
0: Exactly, exactly. But from what I understand, like where you came from, it's a whole lot different from here. Yeah, I think, um, and
1: and a lot of Americans are going to be mad at me, but I think people talk about family values here. And I think if you want to see family values, you can go back to Sweden and and I'll show you um you know my my mom was going to my grandma's house twice a week and my sister was going to my mom's twice a week and my sister was going to my grandma once a week and my brother was going you know it was like everybody's uh you know and my grandma since passed and and uh unfortunately my little brother passed as well so so it's made it a little bit harder but like they they're always together they're always doing things with each other family is very meaningful we spend a lot of time together and uh and i think here you get into that rat race and it's really becomes about just chasing as many uh as many dollars as you can catch uh before your ride is over and then and then you check out 6 feet under like everybody else and and that's not that's not a real life i want i think we should Live in and have an experience uh, because I believe that we're spiritual beings here for a for a, a physical human existence for a short period of time, and I think it has some form of meaning. So, uh, so uh, that is uh, is something that I really think we should try better at.
0: Yeah, I can remember things like you know, my grandmother was from Italy, mm-hmm. and um, she would say things like oh, I can't go to bed if there's a dish in the sink, or I don't know how you can leave the house knowing your bed's unmade. I said, Grandma, is life going to end because I didn't make my bed? No. Then who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, is the Pope coming for dinner? No. Then who cares? Yeah. And why are you Yeah, no,
1: I, I don't mind a little bit of a, I, I don't like dirty, but I don't mind a little mess.
0: No, I like lived in. I don't like dirty. Yep. Yeah. I have dishes in the sink from this morning, yep, you know I had a dog to walk, I had other things to do, yep, and life was not that's okay, end. yeah, and that's okay,
1: yeah I think I have a, a a whole thing full of laundry sitting in the couch that has to get folded and and I'll get to it today, but it's okay if it sits out a day or two. it's not the end of the world
0: exactly, exactly oh, I didn't fold my underwear right, who cares <laughs>
1: yep yes yes yes
0: you know we're lucky they got folded
1: yes yes i I think even that sometimes is overrated
0: (laughs) true i mean who's looking
1: right on
0: and and if they are then
1: why are they looking
0: (laughs) yeah unless it's never mind
1: (laughs) right yeah 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 that's a whole nother conversation
0: although i do vacuum every day but i had a golden retriever
1: oh that's a lot of fur
0: yeah, and I have a black lab pit mix.
1: It's funny I have that as well. A black lab a, a pit li- mix. A little girl. Yeah. Pit pit black oh. lab. She has a little bit of brindle, black and brindle and a little white patch on the chest. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm looking for a photo of mine right now.
1: Are you saying we have twin dogs? We probably do. Wow. How Let funny. And then, yeah, we have two dogs. The other one is a German Shepherd uh, Rottweiler mix. So that one is a little bigger.
0: I had a German Shepherd police dog, Guido Luigi. That's funny. Okay, let's see if I can find her.
1: That's not far off, I'll tell you. Ours is a a little more lab looking than than that. But yeah, that's wow.
0: Yeah, she's a rescue. Yeah. Um, she was used as a breeder, then dumped. That's and terrible. I was only supposed to have her like a week, and that was I think ten years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. With animals, that that I couldn't, I couldn't do. I have uh, friends that do fostering. I I can't even go into any place that has animals. I can't look at any ads for it. I can't see somebody saying we need a place for. I have a house right now. I mean, I have two two little girls that are eight and nine uh and then i have two dogs pretty decent sized dogs then i have these two cats and then i have a a ball python that's you know three and a half feet so uh, i think we're good on animals
0: (laughs) i'm gonna pass on the
1: python oh he's a cutie he just wants to hug my arm and and take my heat i'm petrified of snakes oh really but um, my... That would be me about a big hairy spider. I wouldn't be uh, excited about that either.
0: Oh, spiders. Uh,
1: no, I mm. don't like spiders either. Nope. Me neither. I can't. I, I, I'm fine with little spiders, but as soon as they start getting big and hairy, I, if something happens, I just don't don't trust them. They look too fast. And I've seen those fangs. They don't look pleasant.
0: So oh, those uh, are big. Do
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Terrifying stuff
0: yeah i uh... that's why they
1: make so many spider uh in horror films i I remember uh there was the spider in uh in the lord of the rings series there was a spider in uh in harry potter i think that there was a spider in uh a couple of horror films too and and one of my favorites is arachnophobia that one Mm -hmm. was a, a blast i thought that was hilarious
0: i didn't see that but um like with snakes, there was a movie in 72 or 3 called SSSSS.
1: Uh-huh. I haven't seen that either.
0: It's on well, it's probably on YouTube. Yeah. But at the end of it, the victim turns into a snake. She was a snake in disguise.
1: It was uh, so weird. That is funny. Yeah. My very, very first scary movie was I snuck in. I, I was a little kid. I was probably five or six. Uh, and I snuck in and watched Kingdom of the Spiders, uh, my parents were watching. So that that's probably what messed me up on Spiders.
0: You know, on the uh, Indiana Jones, is it Indiana Jones?
1: Yeah. Oh, the snake when they fall into the pit, yeah.
0: Yeah, it took three movies for them to finally, you know, tell you why he's petrified of snakes.
1: Yeah, 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 that's, uh, that was, I remember that was an impactful scene. It was, it was cobras, right? Yeah, I don't know what they were. And then, well, they did the flat body thing. They they did the cobra thing. So I'm assuming that's what it was, but uh, but I couldn't tell you for sure.
0: Me neither. I was like, if I fell into <laughs> that, I would no.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are some people that would kill themselves rather than letting the snakes do it. True. Yeah.
0: True, that's, that's why. Uh... I, you know, I could never go live in florida they have snakes they have They're wildlife- i lived
1: there for a while i lived in i lived in miami for a year and a half and and uh between gators and and uh, and big snakes and big rats big rats cockroaches literally everywhere yeah it's not super pleasant and people don't understand snakes and alligators are everywhere i mean they you don't get away from them in Southern Florida.
0: No, you... I spent some time in Boca. Yeah. And I was going to move there. My late sister lived off of a lake and I said, oh, great. We can swim in the lake. Just no, you can't. Yeah. I said, Well, why do you live by a lake? Because I had visions of my dog running around. And... Yeah.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. You can take a boat on the lake, but you're not going in. You're safer going in the ocean with all the sharks than you are in the, in the, lakes and ponds.
0: Yeah, I ugh, don't get it. I, nope. it's like, nope. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes more sense.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll stay here in my little isolated Laurel Canyon hideaway. Not bad. So tell me a little about Painted Creek Productions. So that is, uh, my wife
1: and I started Painted Creek Productions as a production uh, company. I kept, I was having a day job and I was hobby acting and uh and uh they downsized at my job and and I I I lost my job and I I remember at the time that I just felt like you know that we had film incentives in Michigan I just got a couple of roles and 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 then they ended them and and I felt like you know what are the chances of anything happening here again so I I told my wife I said I know this is going to sound crazy but I really feel called to make films. We have a little bit of a nest egg, and I think we should. I think we should go for it. And she, I thought she was going to say I was crazy and can't do that. We have little kids, and blah, but she didn't. She said, "Okay, let's let's do it." So, uh, so I at the time I tried learning everything I could. So um, my first instinct was to to learn technical stuff, and then. Me and my friend Walbert, who were going to do the the stuff together, we realized that we were both kind of looking into the same thing. So by pure accident, he was a little bit more technically inclined than I. I was probably a little bit more creatively inclined. So I ended up with the directing and and the acting being my thing. And he was more on the technical side. So he handled the camera and he he was really good uh, at capturing sound. So we started with a couple of short films until I realized that it's what we were doing was fine for short films and 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 testing at festivals, but we didn't know enough. So I, I went to search for film schools that I could become, uh, you know, a director who knew what I was doing. And I stumbled across something called Rocket Jump online. And I did uh, their their whole online thing. And I love Rocket Jump. It, it literally allows you to study at your own pace. Uh, so for someone like me who can really, really work and study and grind and I'm not afraid of, of getting my hands dirty, it really gave me a, a fantastic tool to, uh, to really grasp directing in a very short period of time. And then I co-directed a, a film with my mentor, Jerry Hayes, and uh, and he kind of introduced me to how to communicate with actors who may not have the same background as you, who may have a different uh, method than you and 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 they showed me the systems of how to get the performance on screen, and what do you need to get there, anything from how do you properly cast to how, like, how do you prepare? Do you table read? Do you rehearse? And, and when you're on set, how many takes do you typically need? And, mm-hmm. and how do you get the actors to be warmed up and ready to rumble? So th- it was really, really fascinating, but that was what I did. And, and now I continue on with, with, with that, and I, I, I've moved up and on. So right now I'm working on the master classes and the studio binders, but I'm always learning. I, I love learning.
0: One of the things I had noticed, you know, cause I, like I said earlier, you know, I'm on this web series. Yeah. We did the same scene for eight hours, mm-hmm. but from different angles mm-hmm. and my relationship with the cameraman, I mean, I worked with him for three years. So when we were done, I just said person, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. Why are you, I'm not complaining cause I'm getting paid, but yeah. <laughs> why the same scene Mm -hmm. and he explained in detail Mm -hmm. he wanted this angle he wanted that angle he wanted another angle he wanted to make sure all the angles were covered Mm -hmm. that way he could decide what was correct what was right Mm -hmm. who to cut out who to um edit in Mm -hmm. and i found it kind of fascinating because he would do it that way
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean definitely when it comes
0: to shots i mean
1: uh, it's not just who you edit in and out. The, that's the very basic, and the angles to capture it. What you're showing is also very basic. But then you start talking about uh, storytelling. So, for yeah. instance, if I wanted to show you are in big trouble, I would increase your head space. I would shoot you with a with a lens that makes you a little bit uh, looking smaller so that we would get a little bit of more surroundings and now you would look like a little person with a big problem with a big dilemma if I wanted you to look menacing I would do a low angle shooting up or a, a hero shot uh, for so, so all of these things whether you know uh, it's a, it's a simple basic shot that speaks or if it's a choreographed shot because I'm trying to submerge the audience into the story or whatever it may be those are all, uh, fairly basic things, but when you start really digging in to playing with uh, the arc of the character on each scene and choose choosing the shots to 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 tell that story, it becomes even more fun. But yeah, it's it's uh, directing is something just like acting. You never graduate. You're just always a student, and I love that.
0: Yeah, I you know I found it fascinating. I'm learning how to shoot on my iPhone. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, uh, cinematography is definitely something, uh, something special. That's without a doubt.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to wrap up because I don't want to freeze again, (laughs) Yes. but we will do a part two eventually.
1: Yeah. That sounds great. I I would love that. I mean, uh, right now we're in the middle of my latest film, Ash and Bone has been in the most watched categories for almost two months straight uh, on there. So we're pretty excited about that. And uh, it'd be fun to talk about that film a little bit because it is doing incredibly well right now. And, uh, and I think we'd, we'd like to get a chance to get as many people as possible to see it because it it is, it is as close as the uh, mainstream as
0: you can get for, um, uh, for an indie film, I would say. I think that's great. Yeah. So if anybody wanted to get into this, into acting or producing, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them?
1: Very first thing I would say is, uh, try to get out of your glass bowl as quick as possible. Because a lot of people, they live and work in a little glass bowl uh, where, it's very easy to be the big guppy and the little, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, the big fish. And and, and and I think it's it's very important to get out. And, and I don't care if you go on as an extra or if you go as a PA, but try to get on some big sets, try to see, because what they have figured out, is they've figured out a lot of best practices. And you can learn so much from being a fly on the wall and study on set. And then my second thing would be To continue educating yourself. I see far too many people that have been doing this for a while. And it's as if they think that they know everything now. And that's, that's the, that you just can't have that mindset in this field because Things are always changing. Things are always moving. What's old becomes fresh. What's fresh becomes old and everything keeps moving. So, so you have to stay on top of all that in this industry. So, so stay a student and stay humble. I think th- those are big things. And understand that it will not likely happen uh, quickly. Um, so you have to say, will I be happy If the biggest and best thing that happens to me is that um, I'm in a few films a year uh, and I get some little cameo here, I get to be an extra there, I got a nice role in that short film. If you're happy with that, then you should definitely go for it. If you don't think that that's enough for you, if you seek the fame and if you seek the fortune, if you seek the money, you're, you're more likely to play football in the NFL, I think, than you are to be an actor on primetime TV with a, with, a, with a sizable role. So I think, it's, I think it's, you do it for the right reasons. You do it for the love of the craft, for the love of the art. You do it because you're trying to learn about yourself and the pieces within you. And as an actor, you get to express them and, and you get to kind of figure out who you are through your characters. Um, then definitely do it. And I will say from everything we know, this may be the only time we get to be human. So it, it, we may be some kind of energy before we're humans and we may be, maybe some kind of energy after we're humans. But we get this little bit of time when we get to be humans. Make something of it, roll the dice, go for it because you just never know. So at least try what you love and do what you love because if you do that, to to some degree, you win.
0: True, and how can anyone reach you if they wanted to?
1: Okay, uh, I think the easiest thing is to catch me on social media. Uh, Harley Wallen. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on uh, TikTok. I am on Snapchat. I am on most of the things Everything. out there. So uh, so it's I'm easy to find.
0: Okay, and that's H A R L E Y. Next word, W-A-L-L-E-N. Correct. Well, thank you so, so much.
1: Thank you, Michelle.
0: And we'll set up volume or episode two. Yes.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: Me too. You have a wonderful, wonderful rest of today.
1: Thank you. You too. It's
0: great talking. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.